Welcome to The Brainstorm, a podcast and video series from ARK Invest. Tune in every week as we react to the latest in innovation and reflect on how short-term news impacts our long-term views. To learn more, visit arc-invest.com. ARK Investment Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. ARK and Public are unaffiliated entities and do not have a relationship with respect to either firm marketing or selling the products or services of the other. And therefore, ARK disclaims responsibility for any loss that may be incurred by public's clients or customers. The information provided in this show is for informational purposes only and should not be used as the basis for any investment decision and is subject to change without notice. It does not constitute either explicitly or implicitly any provision of services or products by ARK and investors should determine for themselves whether a particular investment management service is suitable for their investment needs. All statements made regarding companies or securities are strictly beliefs and points of view held by ARC and or show guests and are not endorsements by ARC of any company or security or recommendations by ARC to buy, sell, or hold any security. Historical results are not indications of future results. Certain of the statements contained in the show may be statements of future expectations and other forward-looking statements that are based on ARC's current views and assumptions and involve known and unknown risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results, performance, or events to differ materially from those expressed or implied in such statements. ARC assumes no obligation to update any forward-looking information. ARC and its clients, as well as its related persons, may, but do not necessarily, have financial interests in securities or issuers that are discussed. Certain information was obtained from sources that ARC believes to be reliable. However, ARC does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information obtained from any third party. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of The Brainstorm. Uh, I'm doing the intro today. We've had several technical difficulties. We're on our sixth or seventh re-record of this segment, but we're striving for perfection. Uh, Today, we have Andrew Kim uh, with us, and he is going to break down the Epic versus Google News. Andrew, take it away. Sure, sure. Uh, So to set the stage a little bit, in 2021, Epic Games lost its antitrust suit against Apple under a district court uh, decision, which was largely upheld by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in 2023. Um, However, Epic won a similar case against Google uh, this past week. A nine-person jury completely sided with Epic, finding that Google engaged in um, anti-competitive conduct uh, to exert monopoly power over its Google Play App Store. Um, We don't know what the actual penalties will be, uh, given that Epic did not sue for monetary damages, and uh, both parties will have the option to appeal uh, next month. Uh, We are also um, simultaneously awaiting the Supreme Court's decision to review Apple and Epic's appeals uh, following the earlier trials that happened in 2021 and uh, 2023. And so if they're not going for monetary uh, damages here, what what are they going after? Sure. Um, well, if we see, you know, Tim Sweeney, what he's been talking about over the past couple of years, um, you know, Tim Sweeney on behalf of developers and consumers is expressing immense frustration over the App Store, uh, both Apple and Google's App Store's uh, high commissions, right? In that Google and Apple both charge up to 30% in commissions over in-app purchases and subscriptions, et cetera, um, that all occur through their, that are all distributed through their app stores. And um, 
consumers are hurt because they are overpaying for digital goods in Epic's view um, as a result of their of Google and Apple's kind of monopolistic um, imposition of high fees. And um, you know, developers are also hurt because of course, the effect on consumers, but also um, how much they can take uh, back you know, into their own pockets and also having to face um, rigidity, right, with respect to how they distribute their apps, what third-party payment choices they have, et cetera. Um, so, they're not, so Epic is not suing for monetary damages. Uh, they're just looking for um, regulation to level the playing field a bit. Um, so that we can have a fair, fairer mobile app ecosystem. What do Apple and Google say in their defense? How do they defend the 30% take rate on digital uh, services? I would say that the narrative primarily revolves around safety, right? In that, um, like spinning up a third-party app store not regulated by Apple, for example, um, would lead to maybe you know less regulated apps kind of um, being distributed to consumers, maybe with malicious code in it, uh, etc. So um, they have been talking about it mainly um, around. They've been more or less fear mongering, right, with respect to uh, security and just general lack of regulation that would ensue with third-party app stores. Um, but a rebuttal would be that, you know, many successful app stores exist, right, outside of the um, mobile app store ecosystems, right? Epic has a game store. Steam has a game store. All these um, various platforms seem to be doing a pretty good job regulating what's listed and what's distributed through their app stores. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say to your original question, that seems to be the primary narrative. Uh, but... Um, I mean, there's a lot to the defense as well, right? Yeah, of course. And then I think, Andrew, another thing you were mentioning in the Epic loss against Apple, that was a judge. And this time in Epic's victory over Google, you said a nine-person jury. Um, are you saying that this is indicative of, the, you know, something the public feels maybe more than the legal stance? Or, or what's your read on this? Yeah, I mean, exactly what you just said, right? In that I have no um, you know, backing to kind of predict what like the future courts will decide. Um, but it seems as though the unanimous jury decision in Google versus Epic's case um, at least indicates how the broader public feels about the App Store's place in the overall mobile app ecosystem and how much power Apple and Google wield. And, and how do you think about this in relation to, you know, this other simultaneous battle that Apple and Google are fighting, which is trying to prevent additional app stores from popping up in their ecosystem? I, you know, I'm also thinking about where Fortnite is headed, where Roblox is, Gaming in general seems to be pushing towards platforms and app stores as, you know, mobile apps. So you go into Fortnite, you have several different game modes that starts to feel like its own app ecosystem. And Apple, it seems, has always fought against that. You know, they typically try to combat that. How does that fit into this? Do you think, you know, does this, does this win maybe open the door for that? Do you think this is you know, going to lead to kind of broader acceptance of these 
new app stores popping up into these mobile ecosystems, or am I conflating two different uh, battles? Yeah, I mean, I think um, looking at the EU, for example, um, we're already seeing hints of side loading, right? Which is the ability to download apps outside of one's app, outside of like the main app store, um, kind of becoming more and more of a reality, right? In that, um, I think following Spotify's complaints, right, against um, Apple and their high commissions, like starting nearly four years ago. Um, the EU seems to be now kind of cracking down starting in 2024 and with like the Digital Markets Act, which also requires big tech to be in compliance by sometime in 2024, I'm not sure when, um, to uh, enable kind of third-party payment services to uh, be a part of kind of app developers' toolkits um, and also having the ability to download things through third-party app stores, et cetera. Um, and also you can't forget, you know, the DOJ's fight against Google too, right? Regarding its search engine monopoly. Um, so it seems like all these different cases are at least leaning towards the kind of idea that like these like third-party app stores may be commanded by Roblox or by Fortnite is going to be more and more of a reality. Um, but I guess another tangential question that I have for you is it seems like thinking about Roblox's experiences as like a discovery, like a pretty static discovery platform, right? Or like a search engine on its own does resemble app stores today, right? But like if we think about more and more immersive ways to jump from experience to experience, does that constitute an app store, right? As in, you know, how you go on to Roblox, right? And then you see all these experiences, right? With like, boxes to essentially label what each experience entails that does look like an app store but like if we were to imagine like portals right branded portals portals for example for, ex uh, for example in which you know a player could jump from one experience to another seamlessly are you jumping from app to app right like who knows right yeah no i think that's and a good question and it's like i think hard to define what the next stage of mobile compute looks like and how app stores will feel and look. I think it will get more immersive, more 3D by nature. Um, and to your point, the, the, the experience of going from app to app may feel a lot more seamless than it does today, where you're you know exiting out of one app, going into another. Instead, you may just be walking through these portals, or you may just have you know buttons and shortcuts to just bring you from different, different experience to a different experience. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a, Ultimately, a potentially a losing battle for Apple and Google. I'm, you know, I side with the smaller the platforms here, and they're not small. Roblox and, and Epic and, and Fortnite; these are not small platforms by any means. But I, I do hope that you know this opens the door to just a, a more democratized mobile ecosystem. Well, I think, and there's also a couple of trends that I think you're both touching on. Right, we've been talking about this closed ecosystem versus open source, which I think ties in here. But then the other side of it, Nick, is something you've spoken about, which is just the amount of content and AI generated applications, all these different things, where curation becomes even more important than it is today. Right, like there's already a huge need for curation, and that is pretty much what Google and Apple are saying is their defense is, hey, we're curating this in a good way. It's safe, yeah. secure, 
And, you know, maybe that goes more AI curation, but it does seem like curation is going to become more important than ever with this explosion in creation of content and applications. Yeah, and maybe that ends up playing into Apple and Google's hands over time, right? Saying, you know, we have experience in being able to curate and combat copycat applications and, you know, making sure your content and the content that you see is appropriate. And I think people do actually appreciate that safety argument to a certain standpoint. But I, you know, I think tying the safety to then a specific take rate, I, you know, I think there's, there's some leaps in logic potentially there. Over time, that's just kind of my personal opinion. But I do, yeah, I would agree with you, Sam. I think the AI piece of this, you know, we don't know how that's going to play into, you know, copycat applications. If it, it brings down the cost to create and you can, you know, see an application today and create it in, you know, the next few days using an AI generated or, you know, AI generated toolkit. Um, how do you then feel comfortable building for a specific ecosystem if there's not someone there actually gatekeeping those uh, additional solutions that are coming on. But like, I don't know, like if, if a, like AI, if like algorithmic recommendations become so good, wouldn't it get harder and harder for, let's say, smaller malicious or unsafe apps to even like get the eyeballs, like get a sufficient audience, right? As in like, I don't know, no. Andrew, TikTok's got a pretty, pretty big audience. I know. Well, I like... think it, it will depend on <laughs> it will depend on who is who is essentially running that ecosystem because you could see a, you know a, an ecosystem popping up that's AI generated search and there's behind the scenes like a very vicious pay to play type of atmosphere so that you know anytime you do search for something it's just whoever wants to pay the most to be at the top and you don't really understand that because maybe the app ecosystem it's not as brand heavy anymore because I think that's kind of how AI search is trending. It, it doesn't, be, you know, at least the way that we've been searching with it recently, um, I, you know, so I think there are, you have to place your trust into a potential central, you know, authority governing body. And I think that's kind of the role that Apple and Google have played for the mobile ecosystem. How AI changes that, I think is yet to, yet to be uh, determined, but it, you know, it could potentially, I think, help Apple and Google, unfortunately. Right. Right. But I guess we're th kind of thinking about app store experiences in a very binary way right now in that, you know, it's safe on the Apple app store and then, and then the alternative is P pirate Bay. Right. But it's not right. We have the steam store. We have the Epic game store. Like we do have smaller intermediaries that can, I think, carry out that job that you're talking about. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I'm not sure if it heavily reverts back in Apple and Google's favor necessarily, um, given that we can assume that there are some competent and good actors within that spectrum, right? I, I totally agree. Yeah, I'm not saying Apple and Google are, are the only trusted app stores out there. I think just the scale to which they operate gives them an advantage if the scale of content creation explodes like the way we think it will with AI, right? For a Steam right. to be able to combat that is much harder than, you know, Apple or Google. They just, Apple and Google have 10, 100 times more resources to do this 
than esteem does. So I, I think of it from that high level, and I, I could totally be wrong. Um, right. And it's also just user attention span, right? I think if you take a step even further back, right, it all comes down to people competing for time and detention. And it's like, I'm not going to search for different app stores. It's like, you're going to have your default and then maybe you'll have your spare, but you know, I doubt you're going for search engines down. <laughs> Nick, I think someone's calling you. Uh, but right. I doubt you're going, you're going for app stores deep to find things. Yeah. Maybe that's a new business model than app store aggregators app store over app do, well i was i was just thinking do they even have that for video yet i guess roku is kind of that for oh like aggregating um, public like prime netflix yeah roku. right it's like if i search a movie is that it, right roku kind of does roku. that and on the streaming layer amazon prime itself also an aggregator of different publishers right and on top of that is roku right so um so you're you're telling me it's aggregators all the way down. Yeah, aggregators. If if you've read if you've read Ben Thompson, it's all about aggregators, right? Aggregation theory. That seems to still hold. All right. Well, I guess we can wrap up and say see you later, aggregator. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> oh boy. And I think we, you know, we had a topic today and we somehow managed to to slip AI into the conversation, so we're we're keeping our streak alive of AI every week for, for this, <laughs> which is, you know, we didn't need to go there, but we did. And it, I think and, it worked. And we've got a uh, holidays next week. So if you're, if you're going to skip a week, uh, we wish you happy holidays. And if not, Nick, I think we're, we're still going to try and record one. I'm, I'm game. If you're game. Sounds good. Yeah. See everyone next week. Andrew. Yeah, everyone. Thanks for joining. Thank you.